Precious tritium is the fuel that makes this podcast go. There's only 25 pounds of it on the whole planet. With great power comes great responsibility. And welcome to another episode of Swinging Through Spider-Man, a Spider-Man podcast that knows nothing about Spider-Man. <laughs> I'm James Rushton, that's Bradley Hughes, and we're ready to get back into the swing of things. Yeah, it's it's a bit of a landmark episode, isn't it? Because uh, we've just finished with Steve Ditko. Um, he's he's left the comic book arc, as it were. He's, 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 had, a, he's had enough of Stan Lee's shit. And now we're um, we're leaping off with uh, John Romita Senior. Yeah, John Romita Senior, or just John Romita for yeah. now, until his son uh, waddles along. But yeah, we're we're in a whole yeah. new era. It's really exciting. New um, artwork to go along with with it. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, John Romita, the new artist, Stanley, still making the stories. But uh, this is a, a new era jumping off, and like, mate, I have been so excited to do this. So excited. Um, to bring you this issue, issue thirty nine of the Amazing Spider Man, because it it's so good. I've hid the cover from you. <laughs> just just hid it right off. Yeah, I've hid the cover from you, and I've done my little James thing where I play about with the story a bit, so you don't catch on until I want. Oh, okay, it. brilliant. I mean, and it's horror, mate. It's horrifying. This is probably the scariest Spider Man comic I've read so far. Oh, okay, that's saying so much. There's been some doozies this saw. This is this is terrifying. It's straight up terrifying. Um, is it the more, Second more, Amendment more ter- where you're allowed is, guns? Is it, yeah, uh, yeah. Second Amendment. This this issue has made me support the Second Amendment. No, Would you say it's more or less scary than uh, Doc Ock's cholesterol? I'd say it's terrifying. This is um, this is the purge, ish. This is Fuck this reminded me of the purge. Just because of everything that goes, I don't know why. He just specifically reminded me of the purge. Um, so I've a bit of homework to get out of the way. Um, we're part of the Outpost Network, which is um an independent podcast from our area. Um, we're all together. So go and listen to those guys. I'll put their links in the show notes so you can catch up with who they are. Um, they do a panel show, um, about Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy from A to Z. Pretty cool, pretty funny with some you know well known names in that. I guess. And uh, Fred, which is uh, a few of the guys talking through life. Yeah, um, I encourage you to go listen to those because if you like us, you'll probably like them. Maybe. I hope so. Um, but yeah, it's... yeah, they're ahead, they're ahead of a lot more refined than we are, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, we're probably the most amateur podcast. But um, no, um, your reaction as well to our last few episodes has been quite a touching. So thank you very much for that. All the new listeners we picked up, I hope you you know stay on because this is a good jumping on point. We'll, oh, we'll yeah. take you through it again. We'll take everyone through the story of Spider-Man almost again in this one um, without annoying all those who followed us all the way. Hopefully. Um, and yeah, it's a bit of a rebrand for us. So we've been um, not changing anything except our artwork, which was, it's very good. But with the change of artist and the, a new direction, I think uh, me and Bradley decided let's freshen it up because it's going to be, you know, we're here yeah. for the long haul now. In this we, we feel like this, this is going to be a thing whenever the illustrator changes the Spider-Man on our Twitter and our, um, our front cover, that's going to change to match the artist's own illustrative style of the comics. The sort of bit of a milestone. Brad's own in- interpretation. Well, which is, I, I like it, man. I think you add a little spin to it, a little Bradley Hughes spin. Well, it's, it is hard to replicate these great artists. Totally. This rebrand comes with something. It comes with you offering up your talents. And I'm not talking about those talents. I'm talking about your actual talents. <laughs> um, you've offered to create a piece of art for a lucky someone, right? Yeah, yeah. The iconic half spidey, half portrait um, thing, which is um, sort of like a uh, quite iconic thing that reoccurs in the um, Spider-Man comics. We've recently done our host photos. Um, we're trying to get them uploaded onto all of our feeds as we speak. Um, but yeah, I asked for you guys to enter our competition, our last episode, which was on uh, Steve Ditko. And as a sort of like a rebranding of ourselves, we've created new artwork and thought it'd be cool to give back to you guys um, and hopefully give you the chance to 
get in on that as well. Um, I've actually uploaded all of the names into a random name picker now of all the people that liked or shared um, the original tweet or the retweet about our uh, about our competition. And I'm about to press that button right now. Anticipation drum roll. Here we go. And the winner is at Sim from Books. Oh, not oh, him. not that guy. <laughs> but yeah, thank you very much for, uh, to everyone who liked it. And we'll get in touch now with the winner. And uh, we'll make them a bit of art. Well, Brad will make them a bit of art. And hopefully yep. that's a way, a small way of giving back. And hopefully something we can do again or different in future should uh, the need arise. But yeah, thanks to everyone who kind of brought into that and really followed that along. That was pretty cool to see. We'll share it and uh, discuss it. So yeah, thanks to everyone who shared that and looked at our new artwork. And uh, let's join the ride. Shall we continue the ride, Brad? Yes, I'm so fucking ready for this, man. I've been eagerly anticipating it from like a whole two episodes ago. This is, I am so, you know, that was like a little break we needed. And we'll come back to Spider-Man PS4 in another episode. We'll do a bonus thing when you've completed the game. So we can just kind of go on it. Okay. But this is the bread and butter, and this is a new era, and this I I am so stoked. You know, Ghost Rider. Yes, my face feels like his face. It's on fire. <laughs> I, dude, I'm ready. I'm Let's stoked. go into this. It's issue thirty nine by Stanley and art by Jarmometa. Get in, new guy. This is it. I feel like we need like drum rolls and fucking. I was gonna do the drum rolls. Like, can it, James? Can it? Can it? Calm it down. <laughs> okay. How green was my goblin? And that's not a question. That's a statement. That is a statement. That's how the issue starts out with the fucking green goblin back, chucking the daily bugle at the viewer. He's ready to strike. He's it's ready to go. Sweet purple and green garms. In his secret hideout, the green goblin undresses out of his goblin suit. And he gets himself worked up. It's, it's real sweating. Real sweating. Real gummy for it. Now is the time, my friend. Now is the time. There has been no better time to enact his masterpiece. I kind of feel. I kind of feel like when he was under the hot lights of the of the Hollywood studio, that might have been the best time to execute his masterpiece. No way! In a big rock in your hands, and you, you could have <laughs> bashed his head in Easy, in man. the desert. No one would have seen. But you, but you looked at Fancy Dan. You looked at Fancy Dan and went, no, nah, he, can, he can take Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, little man. With tiny limbs. No, he can't take Spider-Man. Because now the Green Goblin is ready to... He's, mate, he's not just going to crush Spider-Man. Who's his nemesis? The amazing Spider-Man. He's going to beat him half to death, then unmask him. That's the plan. That's, that's grim, that is. He's, uh, he's souped up his rocket broomstick and he's got his stun bombs. <laughs> And he's got more. In that. We know the Green Goblin's got shit in that satchel. Points of ale. Hobgoblin ale, to be exact. Oh, you know it. You know. Oh, yeah, I fucking hate that. I hate the look of that because I know the type. I don't want to like make a stigma, but I think there is a certain type of person who drinks that. And it's not everyone who drinks it. It's a certain type of person. And it's the exact type of person we've tried to portray the Green Goblin as. That type of person who keeps listening to Pink Floyd. Oh, you, you know he listens to it on cassette tape as well because... Darn these Spotify's. I forgot what accent he was used because we had an accent for him. We had two. We had I two. Forgot, I forgot my one. It is, when Green Goblin didn't have the mask on, he was, oh, I just got to sit down to this warm ale and... Uh, oh, rather good stretch and uh, yeah. turn on the Grand Tour. <laughs> <laughs> that Jeremy Clarkson really, really gets my goat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so he's got his rocket broomstick. He's souped up after, you know, this is a guy who works on his vehicle and uh, stun bombs. And he sets out into New York to take his revenge on Spider-Man. And I don't really know why. I think he's just... Because he, he hasn't lost to Spider-Man or anything. It's just this thing. Well, I think it's, it's more of a pride thing, really, when it comes to uh, Goblin and Spider-Man. Is that... Uh, goblins come along to basically fuck shit up and cause anarchy and prove that you know he he's uh, he's more superior to everyone. But Spider Man's just always managed to get in the way in some way or another. Even if it's not fully foiling his plan, Spider Man just basically shows him up. Yeah, um, Spider Man. Speaking of Spider Man, he's not in the best of health right now. He's swinging about town. 
but he feels a head cold come on. And I have to say at this point, how many times is this fucker ill? Like genuinely ill? Like every five issues, he'll have an illness. To be fair, from the pictures that I've seen of New York, swinging through that would fucking make you ill. Every day. Nothing but smug. I don't want to speak about the Spider-Man PS4 game until we do another episode on mm. it. But you know when you swing through the clouds? Oh, yeah. Them smog clouds. And you're like, how, how is he not dead? Because <laughs> that's that's always... That's not, not just select missions. Like, in real New York, that is always... Imagine you pulling down your bottom lip, pulling up your top lip, and putting an exhaust pipe in between. <laughs> Just chewing yeah, that yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just vaping a VW Polo. <laughs> <laughs> it's not right. He's ill all the time. And uh, of course, as his alter ego, Peter Parker, he heads to the doctor because he can't go in as Spider-Man. Ah, yeah. Because uh, Spider-Man has, you know, he has no bank account, can't pay the bills, can't have a, you know, a doc. No. He heads to his doctor where he's no doubt, he's got no fucking health insurance. No health insurance. This guy is paying 20 grand to get checked up for a head cold. Never. I'd, 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 I'd get some lockets, I'd get some suvers, and I'd carry on with my dad. Yeah, you know this thing about American healthcare, it's like if you take like an axe to the shoulder and you just kind of super glue it up and you're just like in your vest, the bloodied vest, <laughs> like with a bottle of super glue between your teeth and your wife's asking, are you okay? And you're like, yeah, I'll, I'll be okay. Just like patching it together, <laughs> crying. I feel like that happens more than it does in my mind. I feel that is an actual situation. Now, you know what scares me about American healthcare? Like, you know when you're in a, prob- a probatory period of a job? Like, imagine having the thought, like, it's never crossed my mind, but imagine having the thought, like, I hope a car doesn't hit me in the next couple of months. Well, I think that anyway, Brad, you know what I mean? I, I, well, I don't have that thought pop in my head because I'm not like, oh, if I have an issue, if I can't be hurt within this amount of time, like, I know it sounds stupid, but stay with me here. Just come along for the ride. Like, you've got to make sure that you're okay. You will be hyper aware of it because you don't have a fallback. Like, you're fucked. Oh, wow. Like, Dude, that's actually it... really relevant, though, because say Spider-Man gets trashed in a fight. Yeah. Like, trashed. Like, completely. Like, Doc breaks his legs in. You've got to say that he's you know he can heal faster because he's got radioactive blood but yeah but there's there's only there's only so much that radioactive blood can do it can't set a bone can it yeah say if he gets like compacted and kicked off a building he'll be he'll be alive but he won't be well you know and how does he come back from that if he if he gets taken down by like the common fucking cold then he can't 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 be that that strong can he really he can't heal that well um he's went to the doctors for a head cold I mean, he gets in his, his appointment. There's no queue because no one can afford to pay for it. And uh, he gets straight in because he's got a really bad cold, basically. Now, the doctor diagnoses him with the common cold. Who, who fucking would have guessed that? But And he, he tells Pete to get some rest. He won't. Um, but in general, Pete is healthy. The doctor also notes that, hey, you've got the uh, pulse of a, a superhero. <laughs> like this, this doctor is clearly just the doctor to the stars. He's just like, yeah, I've worked on four Iron Man. Just like, he's fucking, do you reckon, like, you know, when you see cheesy Hollywood, like, laundrettes and they have, uh, like, f- framed photos of, like, the superstars that have kind of got their uh, washing done there. Do you, like, reckon that, do you reckon his doctor's office has just got, like, <laughs> like, pictures of, like, Captain America shaking the hands of the president and the doctor's face is just cut out and, like, super glued over the top of the president's head. Yeah, so he's going to go in and inject Peter with a needle, you know, to vaccine him. I hope Pete's got to be, he's got to take his vaccines, right? So he's got, he's going to get vaccinated. The, the needle pricks him and he screams. And the doctor's just like, well, I didn't get this shit with um the Hulk. The Hulk took his, took his vaccines, you know. The Hulk took his injections and he took his vitamins. This little boy in front of me, screaming. <laughs> screaming. I don't know. He gets a little stamp. He'll get a little sticker as well, a lollipop. Lollipop, yeah. You know, Pete would be there for the lollipop. Um, he gets some antihistamine pills, uh, a vitamin B12 shot. And uh, the doctor says he'll be as good as new. But then the doctor goes, hang on. I'm really glad you've you've uh, dropped by because I wanted to talk to you. Peter, I've noticed that you've not been having an apple a day. No, 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 no. What he's about to drop on Pete 
you're thinking, I'm thinking, why has he left it till now to say that? Like, like afterwards, like after the checkup. Yeah, so he's like, oh, I'm glad you uh, dropped in. I, w- I wanted to talk to you. And Pete's like, about what? The doctor says, well, I was hoping you dropped by Peter Parker because your you aunt May, um, I reckon one final scare, you know, her heart's weak, could put her in the fucking grave, mate. I'm like, why don't you tell me that? Fuck that at home. Why don't you make a home call? Cheers, I know it'll cost me 45 grand, but please. Um, Pete, I know you come in here for being ill, but <laughs> your aunt's almost dead. Imagine if you fucking build him for that as well. Oh, yeah, some additional advice after the appointment. That is an extra 5k. You'd fucking do it. Look at him, the scumbag. <laughs> that is a proper side eye, isn't it? Those highlights didn't pay for himself, Brad. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Yeah, the doctor reckons Aunt May, Pete's adopted mother, and his actual aunt. He's the only person, the only person really in his life. Yeah, um, that'll change. That'll change uh, quite quickly. There'll be a, a few more people going through his life that you wouldn't expect. Well, I guess you would expect. But uh, no, the doctor says she's six feet under. If she takes one more scare, mate. So uh, keep her safe. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> Pete's it. had anything to do with any of the scares that she's currently had. After that, he heads to university, Empire State University, where his pals and there. He's one of his quote-unquote pals, Harry Osborne, has an encounter with his father, Norman. Norman Osborne, of course. Wait, wait, wait. Re-fucking-wind. Pete's pals, Harry Osborne. I put it into quotation marks. Yeah, I noticed that, but come on. Like, like Pete can just walk up to Harry Osborne and be like, hey, what's going on? Did you catch a game last night? No. He can do that. Harry Osborne would time to fuck off, though. Exactly. Pete's been, like, bullied by these guys. The Spider-Man barometer of friendship. If someone tells you to fuck off, they like you. Ah, yes. You know what I mean? He's yeah. just in the circle. Um, But Harry Osborne, outside of the university and in front of everyone, has a confrontation with his dad, Norman Osborne, because Norman, as we know, has been wrapped up in some dodgy shit. Oh, we know that for sure, man. He almost tried to Glock Spider-Man. Yeah. Namely, the dodgy shit is he—he's been trying to slowly kill everyone who's wronged him, <laughs> starting with that Doctor Strom and now Spider-Man. It's not—it's not even like Spider-Man really wronged him that much. He just got in the way of him killing someone. That's wrong. Then he's—he's fucked in the head because he, he hates—he he clearly hates his son as well. That's the thing. To be fair, I would hate my son if he had hair like that as well. He has his hair. Yeah, I'd hate myself, which is no different. <laughs> So Norman's stressed and he's not listening to a fucking word Harry's saying. Harry's going off on one. And Norman's like, do you just want to fucking lift? Why do you have to just beak off all the time? Do you want to just, are you going to make a speech or something? <laughs> and uh, leaves him in the dust, just drives off like in front of everyone. Oh, that's got to hurt, man. Yeah, and he's like, it cost me a fortune to keep you in college. So why don't you try fucking studying for once? Fuck, Norman Osmond's taking no shit. Harry Osborne is absolutely done in from that in front of everyone. Flash Thompson, then in the circles, Gwen Stacy, Flash Thompson, Peter Parker, and Harry Osborne. Flash Thompson is rinsing him. <laughs> I don't know what Parker's got, but it's a quarantine. It looks like Harry Osborne's come down with the same thing. And I'm like, mild depression. Fuck. Mild depression is not contagious. To have some empathy, Flash. Fuck's sake. Flash has always been subtle as a sledgehammer, though, hasn't it? Yeah, Harry Osborne is destroyed. Yeah, he got mate. proper dressed down in front of like, everyone. It's like literally outside of the school. It's not just not just in front of his circle of friends. You can clearly see that there is a gathering of people in the background. So he's got like torn to shreds by a very respectable businessman, which a lot of people like Harry Osborne is like a household name, isn't a realer. Yeah, and his dad just ended him. Just ended him in front of everybody. And the thing that set Norman Osborne off is Harry saying in front of everyone, hey, um, is is something, is everything all right, Dad? Because you haven't spoke to me, you know, all this way. And Norman just flips. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> and then Harry's like, hey, I, I didn't want to get you angry. I just wanted to. And Norman just keeps hammering him. So bad. Oh, man. Um, enter Peter Parker anyway. Harry, head in his hands on his desk. Peter goes, hey, uh, are you all right? Because usually you'd have uh, 
fucking ruined me by now. Usually you'd have been saying or, you know, insulting me. And uh, Harry snaps like, but then he kind of stops, cuts himself off. Mm. And he's like, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to do that. Okay, I guess it's humanized him a lot, being rinsed in front of everyone. It's like a down a peg or two. Peter and Harry kind of start bonding, I guess, over these issues they have with their families. Like Pete's always worried about his aunt. Harry's always worried about his dad for different reasons, of course. But that that's something that actually brings them closer together. Okay, that makes sense. And Flesh, uh, Flesh Thompson? Oh, oh. oh, God. Flash Thompson and Gwen Stacy look on. Flash, pretty annoyed that Pete's coming back to himself because it means, hey, there's another person who can actually, has a personality around me. Yeah, we, we can't be having that now, can we? Gwen Stacy is actually pretty happy that Pete has become himself because she's kind of into him a bit. Really? Because last time, last time Gwen and Peter were together, Gwen called him an unmitigated coward. Yes. Well, that's been forgotten. Oh, clearly. <laughs> um, but I think the fact that she's seen Pete helping out Harry makes it feel a bit different, maybe. Mm, I get that. So Pete's, Pete's still got a cold anyway. That is still in the continuity. He's still got a cold. Um, so he thinks, hey, I'll shake this off by uh, hitting the rooftops and swinging about as Spider-Man. Not a good idea. Let me tell you that now. If you've, uh, yeah. if you've got a head cold, like you wouldn't drive. You wouldn't drive if you was feeling that bad. So why are you going to go swinging with, in, through New York City, the Big Apple, where you could quite easily get fucking flattened up against the wall at 80 mile an hour? For instance, his spider sense may not work as well. Because he's got a head cold and something were to happen to him. Imagine that, Brad. I'm not being funny, but my man got onto, he jumped on a boat. He swung onto a boat, slipped and sprained his ankle. Like, and that was when he was fully coherent. So imagine how good his abilities are going to be when his perception of fucking movement is all warped. Okay, you need to settle in now because this is where he gets hairy. All right, see about time. Okay, so he spots some crooks about to pull a robbery and he does his thing, he does his Spider-Man thing, he jumps in and beats him about and mocks him even though he's got a blocked nose and a head cold. <laughs> this is quips like, <laughs> well, you guys just must be taking a snooze. <laughs> Sneak into his mask, just mucus like fucking dripping down. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like Seth Rogen, that did. <laughs> I'm going to save those jokes because I've got a specific thing in a few issues. I've read a few ahead. Got a specific... We definitely have a spider stoner. We definitely have a spider stoner. That's that's what the how green is my... How green is my goblin? <laughs> that's what it is, man. It's fucking strain. All I'm going to say is uh, think of marijuana. Mary Jack. Oh, oh, yeah! Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> um... So Spider-Man does his thing, and then he remembers halfway through the fight, oh shit, actually, if something goes wrong and I'll get battered, I would ki- it would kill my aunt. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So all this time that we've been saying, like, Aunt May is just fucking terrified of, of finding out what Peter's actual secret is, and like... Just basically b- turning a blind eye because she just thinks he's in- getting into drugs or some shit. But he's... Ugh. Why Why is Peter so fucking selfish? He's... I don't have words. I don't have words for it. What horrifies me is, why do you not retire for a bit, Brad? Yeah, just, just wait it out. Just wait it out, man. Like, Aunt May's only got a few weeks left in her. You know, she, the doctor told you, man, he medically prescribed death. The fight's going all right. He deals. He realizes he's got to fix up and deal with him, and sort it out and go. He does that. He does that. But a stun bob is involved in us, handily provided to these crooks by someone. Oh, it hits him. He's fine, like. But unknown to him, his spidey senses have dulled, and unknown to him, the Green Goblin has been watching the entire time. Oh shit! Yeah. So he's 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 been. He's essentially sent these fugs out to get, like, to do some tactical research. Yeah, he sent, like, these smackhead fugs to start kick up a scene. And, like, Spider-Man's fell straight for it. Because he would. 
Oh yeah. And now the stomp he's inhaled the entire Wait, stomp. Hold on a second. Am I getting this correctly? These fugs are at the top of the Empire State Building. It looks like the entire Empire State Building. I don't think it is the Empire State Building, but it has to be the Empire State Building. Yeah, it's the only building I can think of that has like a viewing deck from the top of it. How have you not seen the? How does he not see the Green Goblin in the sky though? Yeah, it's just like. <laughs> not, to, not to mention, you just hear Pink Floyd blasting out from the fucking clouds. The worst thing is that. He's inhaled the entire stun bomb, and the Green Goblin set that up. The entire, the entire stun bomb. <laughs> it's like close on nostril, man. They're like <laughs> the main effect of that stun bomb is to weaken his senses, including his spider senses. The Green Goblin says, "If his spider senses aren't working, I've got him." Well, it kind of makes sense because then he's just got super strength. But here's the thing about Spider-Man. I didn't quite realise this until we started reading these comics, is that Spider-Man's not really a superhuman. He's just a very athletic, strong man. He's not, he's not border. What, you, what, you're describing a superhuman? I'm just talking about gears that can bench press. <laughs> or all. I'm just... He's yeah, not okay. like Captain America. He's not like... Okay. You know what I mean? He's not... Thor, who's a fucking... Yeah, like, he's just... God. Very slightly stronger than a regular man. Well, he can lift. Well, a he, he's always been that. Like he's been like the street level. You know what I mean? He's always been like this. It seems street level. His own neighborhood, well, friendly neighborhood. Spider-Man. But before I got into this, I didn't really. I thought that like Spider-Man could like you know hold his own up against Cap and that. But he's like he's actually extremely vulnerable. Like unbelievably vulnerable. I definitely think he could hold his own, but he's got some learning to do. Almost. Almost like that's an angle in every fucking Spider-Man film. Like how much power he's got and he has to learn to like fucking keep it together. Yeah, right Right before he loses all of his powers altogether. I'm, I'm mm. feeling that coming along somewhere along this path. Let's get to it, man. Let's get to it. Okay, okay. Spidey cleans up the fight on the rooftop and he leaves a mess for the cops. Heading off, mate, he slips into an alley to get changed into his civvies so he can walk around as Peter Parker. He's a web to the wall of an alley. So... As he's getting changed, he's worrying, mate. He's worrying about Aunt May, rethinking everything. He's like, "What? Why did I risk all that?" What? If my yeah, he's, he's, he's like, he's, he's reshuffling his priorities because he's actually had a fucking brainwave about his loved ones for once. Yeah, he's thinking. He's everything's going through his head. You know, what if Aunt May finds out, and what if I'm beaten? And he gets a grip. He's like, "Fuck this! I've got to keep it together." He walks out the alley as Peter Parker, fresh in his clothes. This picture's horrifying. Oh yeah. He feels something's going on, but he doesn't really know where. He's just got an odd feeling. His spidey senses are still kicking in, but they're dulled. They're not fully going on because he's inhaled that stun bomb. He hasn't heard what's going on above him. What's going on above him is that the Green Goblin has just been watching this the (laughs) entire time. (laughs) I'm just imagining, like, like he's finished finished his Pink Floyd cassette now, and he's he's put that aside. He's got his, his, his crisp Led Zeppelin there. He's put that in his little Walkman because that little bag does look like a Walkman. And he's puts it in. And he's just like, as Peter's getting changed, all you hear is, you need cooling. <laughs> as he's flying from <laughs> fucking rooftop to rooftop. Just like, literally the goblins just like, you just hear, <laughs> from one fucking, like just as he's flying past the alleyway. It, it's ho- That picture's horrifying. Yeah, because goblins proper like, there is like, there is no detail in Goblin's face other than the menace in his eyes. He's just fixated on him, man. He's like arms out in front of him, like hands out in front of him, like a rugby player is about to catch a fucking ball from a scrum, or an NFL player is about to catch a ball from a scrimmage. Scrimmage. That's the one. So imagine quarterback there, hands open, ready to receive the ball. Only this time he's wearing skin-tight lycra and he's got a fucking rocket broom right between his legs. Just two centimetres tall in the background. Fucking coming in hot. I like the thought of Peter Parker. He's he's sitting down, he's getting changed in an alley, going, hey, you know know why I I don't need to worry? Because this can't get worse, you know? Um, (laughs) You know, it's not like the Green Goblin could get me pulling up each sock like, oh... Life is actually and he's really proper good. just looking out in the background, like he's just like wondering what he's gonna have for lunch. 
Ooh, I, I, that sounds like Pink Floyd in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder who's playing those fine songs today. Ooh, just whistling, walks off whistling. <laughs> like he's sashaying, fucking proper, just going for it. You know when in uh, Malcolm in the Middle and Hal does the speed walk? Oh, God. Like he's doing that. He's literally like walking, like <laughs> proper walking out. Because like. you would need to get out there quick, sharpish, because like... Obviously, he's just come out of the alley. Spider-Man's gone into the alleyway, and Peter Parker's come out of the alleyway. So he needs to like put some distance and minimise that time between being seen going in and being seen coming out. And the, the Goblin, mate, he's not going to strike yet because he needs one bit of information. He's one more- but he looks like he's coming in so hot. He is, he is, he is, but there's a reason. Okay, Peter walks to the bugle and he starts mulling over things. He starts to doubt his spidey senses work. Because they didn't help him catch the person who was aiming a gun at Dr. Strom a few issues ago. So he's doubting. Yeah, that floating gun in the middle of nowhere. I wonder who who could float. <laughs> I wonder who could float. Um but inside the bugle I mean, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure I know who can float. Yeah, it's the it's the Green Goblin, Brad. Okay, I'm on with you. <laughs> so inside the bugle, he bumps into Ned Leeds. Ned Leeds, um, of course still hasn't heard from his boo, the runaway Betty Brandt, who was the former girlfriend of Peter Parker. Ah, quote-unquote girlfriend. Yeah. So Ned apologises to Peter for snapping at him. He snapped at him a few issues ago, didn't he? This, this, Peter... this issue should be should be, uh, should be be renamed um, How Apologetic Is My Sorrow? <laughs> exclamation mark. <laughs> no question. Statement. <laughs> Ned apologises to Peter. Peter apologizes to Ned and he says, Hey, I'm going to stay at your way. If you feel that way about Betty, she clearly feels the same way about you. I'm going to stay away. <laughs> he's, he's, he's clearly saying that now because he knows Betty's never coming back. <laughs> so he wants to look like he's being like a really big man for being like, You know what, mate? You can have her. <laughs> She's nowhere to be seen. It's like when that woman runs away in Ozark and she's smoking crack. <laughs> she just starts smoking crack. That's what Betty's doing. Run away. <laughs> Time to smoke some crack. Just instantly, like, like <laughs> freaking hard cut to it. Yeah, someone's kicking the door in in the toilet. Betty, you okay? She's like, fuck <laughs> off. I've got real <laughs> problems going on in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Pete is at the bugle for a reason. He's selling them photos of his fight at the Empire State Building. The fight that Spider-Man took place with Spider-Man, you know, with all the crooks. Yeah, the with brain. the crooks and snorting that stun bomb. Yeah, he's selling all the photos to Jameson who laps him up. J. Jonah Jameson, of course, is his boss. Yeah, I can, I can imagine I can imagine a headline now like, Spider-Man Crackhead! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally covered in dust on the rooftop. Um, It'd be like, Spider-Man swings on unknown substances. Okay, mate, this is it. The Green Goblin has been listening the entire time with a mic set up. He now knows the true name of Spider-Man, Peter Parker. Oh, that's dangerous. That's he dangerous. now knows that he's involved with a Betty Brant and a Ned Leeds. He knows oh, where he works, God. and now he's about to find out where he lives. Shit. Goblin, this, this is like real danger territory now, because Goblin has been, he's outright said at the very beginning of the issue, like, I'm going to fucking kill him. I'm going to kill him. I'm going to fucking unmask him, and then I'm going to kill him. Like this is genuinely dangerous stuff, man, and you can you can tell that Peter's head's not in the game because usually he's quite careful with this sort of thing. Yeah, but, I mean, with the spider senses he's gone, he's taking a bit of a risk, isn't it's it? It's like in the artwork, Peter's Peter's like sort of trudging up the uh, the driveway up to his house, and like they've not even bothered colouring his face. His face is just in shadow, and there is not a single there's not a single speech bubble. It's nothing but thought. He's lost in his foot. He's lost. What I'd like to say, though, what I'd like to say is the Green Goblin picks up the conversations in the bugle with a shotgun mic, but the way it's spout is mic the name. So he <laughs> says, thanks to, my little shot- thanks to my little shotgun mic, and I'm thinking there's a geezer in his pocket. Like, what a shotgun mic? It's like, it's like uh, <laughs> Fancy Dan's like... Hey, that's, my na- that's not my Fancy- name. That's not my name's not Shotgun Mike. No, no, it's, it's Fancy it. Dan's like alter, alter, like alter ego cousin who like went to go do media <laughs> studies rather than the life of crime. 
Shotgun Mike. <laughs> Shotgun Mike. <laughs> just this tiny person over on a balcony, sunglasses, just doing the signal to Green Goblin. You know he's got all the... <laughs> it's like Gobl- Goblin puts his hand on his ear. He's just like, Mike, did we get that? And then he just looks over and there's just silence and you just see Mike on the balcony just give the thumbs up. <laughs> oh, little Shotgun Mike couldn't get over the balcony. Oh, he's just like listening from behind. <laughs> we took the piss too much. <laughs> I'm sorry, but Shotgun Mike's one of... Shotgun Mike is an excellent gamer tag. Imagine if Shotgun Mike just pulled the gun on Peter. Like I went, I thought that was the plan all along. <laughs> Must kill him. <laughs> he's just there with Goblin. He's just like, well, it's in my, C- it's in my CV. It, it's kind of my thing. It's Shotgun Mike. I, I carry a shotgun. It's, it's what I do. <laughs> Imagine, no, no, the thing is, imagine Green Goblin holding a tiny man, which is holding a tiny shotgun. <laughs> like, the bullets cause just as much damage. So Peter Parker's bleeding out on the sidewalk and the cops come up and out. We finally got enough to send the infamous shotgun mic away. Funny thing is, Jimmy, whenever we come to the shotgun mic murder scenes, we never find anything but tiny footprints. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even a character, it's a microphone. <laughs> he's a fucking character now. <laughs> okay. is, he, is, is, is he in Green Goblin's bag of tricks right, ne- right next to that fucking point of our goblin? A half open can of special brew. He's <laughs> folded up a bit. He's folded the top here up a bit so it doesn't spill in his back. <laughs> he, uh, he sleeps in the Pink Floyd cassette tape case. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> yet, yet deadly, mate. <laughs> yet deadly. Okay, so Peter Parker's walking home. Okay. Um, he's lost in his thoughts, as you said. He says, uh, I think someone's nearby. And, mate, it's silent out there. It's pitch black. All you hear is the goblin screaming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah! <laughs> you know, like, um, the who? Yeah! <laughs> goes, yeah! I really want to know. That, that, he doesn't even need to know who are you because he knows now. The Green Goblin stalked him home, accuses, he's like, you're fucking Spider-Man. And he goes in front of him and he, in front of his house, he cuts him off yeah. on, the, on the lawn. He's like, you're Spider-Man. It's over. You're done. I know who you are. And he's just laughing at him. It's dangerous and information to know. It really is. The worst thing is, the worst thing is, is like, if you go inside, I'm just going to have to drag you out. Oh, oh, that is grim. I hate that. It feels so serial And Parker, if I don't drag you out, Shotgun Mike will. I fucking mean it. I mean business. (laughs) I'm fucking crazy. (laughs) So the goblin's dancing and he's mocking Pete out. Peter just goes, fuck this, and goes to use his web shooters, <laughs> but he's not in his suit, so he has no web shooter. Oh, 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 oh man, that look, that look in Parker's just face. Like, oh, no. Right, listeners, because you can't see, because you can't see the artwork. It's like, panel one, pure anger, pure anger in Pete's face. Panel two, pure regret. <laughs> Literally just embodiments of like anger, regret, just like that. <laughs> the goblin's pissing himself the whole time. He's just like laughing at him. Because like, imagine that cackling going on. Because the thing is, is that goblin has got to a point now where it's like, you can't run. You can't hide. You are, you are mine now. I can have you whenever the fuck I want. And the thing is, is that goblin's got to a point now where he's like, we know that he hates him. We know he wants to kill him, but he said he wants to do something worse. And I think what's worse is the psychological torture to put him through. Like, when's Goblin going to strike next? Like, just toying with him like, like his prey. You know what I mean? Like, that's, oh, that's probably more scary and more, like, venomous than just outright coming down and just decapitating him with his broomstick. He's circling him. It's horrible. He's circling him. And he drops smoke and it's just choking him out. Man, it's that VW Polo again. That is an exhaust fume. That's coming straight from the rocket. Yeah, like straight rolling, rolling coal, mate. That's what that is. Uh, when, I, when I first heard that phrase, rolling coal, 
Do you want me to tell you what I thought it meant? Hit me with it. Okay. Okay. When I thought what I thought rolling coal meant was when someone shits in their pants and keeps the shit in, <laughs> <laughs> and keeps the shit in their pants. <laughs> I thought, why? Why is that? Such, what? And mom, that's where the first person went. I was like, what? That's got to be that. I think that has I to mean that. I think that says a lot about you, mate. <laughs> I thought, like, why would people do that? And I thought, then I saw what rolling coal actually meant. I was like, that's even worse. <laughs> uh, fuck the girl, man. <laughs> I see you in your Prius. Ah, He's actually rolling coal. Yeah, legit rolling coal. And the thing is, we know that he can make this thing run clean because we've seen it spit white smoke out before. Yeah, he's choosing to foot the government. But the government. Inside the house, Aunt May hears a lot of racket outside. She goes to inspect it, mate, but she can't see anything because of the smoke. Fucking end of days, man. Just walk out of the fucking house. Just instant 180. Just straight back in. Imagine if you could see your nephew getting beaten half to death on the, on their own lawn. The thing is, what what would you do in that situation? Like, clearly you would want to run out and help him. But the same token, almost instant death. <laughs> like, like the doctor got you it prescribed. The guy wrote down instant death. Oh, the coal, oh, everything. It's grim. It's so grim. Mm. So on his lawn, Peter's choking out. He's at the mercy of the goblin. He's throwing everything at him. And the, go- the goblin does literally say, how I shall make you pay to make up for the many times you've escaped me in the past. Like, he's really enjoying this. Like, he's really putting effort and thought into just playing with him. Peter's, he is fighting hard, but he's beat. His clothes are all ripped up. His Spider-Man outfit is just showing underneath. You know, he's in bits. So he jumps at the goblin one last time after, you know, managing to dodge like what looks like a batarang. It's called the bat missile, actually. Um, he dodges it and he throws, he throws the last gasp at a goblin. It's like, that's it. The fun's over. I'm going for you. It's like straight double punching. It's like Superman in. And the, the goblin's just fucking spitting bars. So like, I don't give a shit. Um, you're incompetent, <laughs> you're useless, you're overrated, and uh, the goblin knocks him out. Oh, no. Oh. The, thing, the thing is, is Peter's been caught straight off guard. Like, obviously, he's still got that, that head cold on, so he's probably had that lem sip. Knowing Peter being the dicker that he is, he got the drowsy one instead of the non-drowsy one, and we've all been in that situation where you just want to go sleep. You know, you know when you get to the end of your driveway and you're looking at your house and you're like, thank fuck I'm home. Imagine getting this green prick. Oh, it's like when I used to have the the mau the mauam allergies. The when I ate the mauam and it made my head blow. He <laughs> was just like, I can't stop eating this delicious mauam. I, like, I used to eat so much mauam and I think I was allergic to it. And after a certain point, it started really reacting in my head. I got massive headaches and stuff. Um, and I walked home and it was just like. I'm on my driveway, but it feels so <laughs> far away. That's a right. No, he's getting beaten to half the gift by some a psychopath. It's 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 not even like chewy sweet. It's not even like it's a it's a beating either because Goblin's pulling his punches. He's in fact Goblin is actually upset over how easy it's been. Yeah, this is ridiculous because Peter's just been beaten, like beaten. He didn't even stand a single chance in this, Brad. And the thing, the thing is as well is that Peter is putting everything in it. You can see in his de- in how desperate the artwork is. You can see he's fucking crippled and he's fucking bending over backwards. It's constantly coming at him. And he, he has a thought. He's like, I need to get rid of Goblin right now because Aunt May is in there. And if she sees this green cunt's face, she will die. <laughs> so he puts everything into this Big leap with two hand punch up into Goblin's grill, and Goblin's just lays him out. Imagine how horrifying this would be. So Peter's knocked out. Well, he's dazed. Mm. The Goblin just hog toys him. Yeah, because Peter's his prize. That's what it is. Peter just gets dragged off his lawn into the sky. Off, he's gone. On the back of the rocket broomstick, like some fucking Not fucking Jimi Hendrix flying up into the sky. But imagine how in a film how terrifying that would be just seeing a teenage boy get battered 
in their neighborhood, just dragged from pillar to post, slammed off everything, bleeding out in the street, dragged, hogtied and dragged off, screaming. Yeah, the thing, the thing is, is, is like, no one knows it's Spider-Man either. You just see, you've just seen just a lad get absolutely obliterated and then kidnapped and then just gone, just like that. And the, the, what it'd be worse knowing he's Spider-Man because how good has Spider-Man done so far? He's done relatively nah, well. Nah, 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 see. I don't think that's scary. That would be more scary because it would be like, oh, he got that kid because he's Spider-Man. Rather than... Oh, yeah. Green Goblin came down, kicked the shit out of a random college student and fucked off with him. What kind of sick motherfucker is that? I think that's more scary. It's chilling. Like how he's, he's going away screaming. Like I've, I've said this before, man. But as cheesy and as... Like humorous, these comics are. There are moments like this where it, is, it gets a bit grim. Like when you really think about it, when you look a little bit deeper into it about like what's actually happening, and you really concentrate on the emotions that the characters are going through. I mean, if you just look at Peter Parker's face as he's making that last ditch effort to try punch Goblin, there's he is so sad. He's very dark, very very dark. He knows it's over. Mm. He knows it's done. The only thing he's thankful for is that he's now away from Aunt May. It's like, thank God I won't die on my own lawn. <laughs> I think I'd rather die on my own lawn. But he don't want to do it in front of Aunt May because that, you, know, you get a chance. Yeah, two birds, one stone. You know, <laughs> but dude, he's getting dragged away. He's dragged to a warehouse on the waterfront. But it don't end there. To be fair, if you're going to take Spider-Man anywhere, it's the waterfront. Like, there's fuck all to swim yeah, from. Yeah, you, you dunk him. Oh, don't <laughs> But uh, <laughs> it's not over yet. He gets tied into a chair, thick chains and coils wrapped around him. The goblin's just dancing around him. Yeah, he's fucking the cat that, the cat that got saying, the cream, you're isn't fucked. it? Yeah, the, your fate's coming, the fate that you deserve. But Peter's got a bit about mm. him. He's got that cockiness. He's saying, you ain't actually beat me, though. You got and just hogtied me when I had no power. My suit, my suit wasn't on, for one. And you've got your suit and your gadgets. I'm not allowed mine. And uh, all you've ever done, actually, previous, is you've actually never beat me before. And if you consider this a beating, it's only the first one. Because all you've done before, you little bitch, is run away. You know what? He, he, he put he, all his fucking chips down. <laughs> he ain't bluffing. Because he's he's letting it ride. He's he's done. He's like, if I'm going to die, I'm going to fucking tell this prick exactly what I think about him. <laughs> <laughs> fucking lay it all out, man. Yeah, and he's got him. He's... Even though Peter Parker's like chained and his Spider-Man costumes on and he's like bleeding out in this chair, the dude has him on a string. Oh yeah, if 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 the goblin wanted to, all he'd need to do is just take out a blade and just straight into jugular. Done. Yeah, just yeah. leave him there. That's it. That's done. It. That's the end of Spider-Man. Again, this is another thing that I've said in the past. There's so many times that Spider-Man could have just died. <laughs> fucking died. Done. done. Just get John Romita in to do the one last comic. We'll call it quits. We'll move on. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's how easy it could have been. But, uh, no, no. He's got the Goblin on the string. The Goblin, of course, he, he wants it to be like a stage production, or like the perfect thing in his head. Oh, is this how come he took him to Hollywood? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. You think about it that way. No, he wants it to just be, he wants it just to be perfect. He wants this perfect revenge, man, yeah. quote unquote, to be perfect. Um, Peter wants him to stall just so he can get out. He can get a bit of um, you know, leeway with the, the chains and coils. Yeah. He's just there, like working away whilst he's like rinsing the goblin. The goblin is just screaming. He says, Fuck it, you're not gonna live. So I'm gonna introduce myself to you. Like he really? takes his mask off, like. Oh shit, it's it's like a proper reveal as well. But he's like, I'm not doing this just for the kicks. I wanna see you to see who's gonna kill you. Fuck, he wants to look him in the whites of his eyes, man. And he takes his mask off. Take a good look, Parker. A good long look, because this is the last face you're going to see. Oh, shit. Last time you'll ever see these. It's Norman Osborn, of course it is. Fuck. The, I have that was so horrible. many questions. First one is, why am I acting so surprised? <laughs> we knew that. <laughs> no, nah, we didn't. But do. I was like, that was still a surprise. It was like, no, like what? I'm kind what of, I'm kind fuck? of, I'm annoyed. That I've seen the amazing, like the, the, the Spider-Man. Spider-Man 1, yeah. Yeah, because that reveal is fucking awesome. Like, I'm kind of 
I'm jealous of people that got to experience this for the first time back in well, what we're saying, late sixties, early seventies now, or yeah, sixty-seven ish, sixty-eight ish, yeah. So I imagine picking this comic up, man. You've been following it. You've seen the Green Goblin a couple of times. You said man's got whack threads, but he's sick at the same time. And then Harry Osborn gets introduced. Norman Osborn gets introduced. He gets this whole fucking fat lead up, and then boom, you get this reveal. Ah. Oh. For the eagle-eyed viewer, Norman Osborn's been in the background for a while because he was at J. Jonah Jameson's country club, kind of knocking oh, around. Shit. He was only named a few issues ago, but he's been around for 20-odd issues. But this is the only time he's been named, and the only time you'd ever know is in these last few issues that he's been around that long. So he's been in the background this entire fucking time. Oh, it makes sense that he'd be rubbing shoulders with like the social elite. Yeah, because Jameson come to his aid last time. He's like, you're all right, mate. After everything that's happened in your office has fucking yeah, kicked yeah. off. You were right. But Pete, Peter is just as shocked as anyone would be. He's like, well, what the fuck? You're Terry Osborne's dad? What? Why? Yeah, you know, he's an unbelievably buff for a businessman as well. Yeah. And it's just... I mean, it's, there are a lot of questions. There are a lot of questions like... How far how far ago does Green Goblin's beef go with Spider-Man? Why do you invite him out to Hollywood? Why do we want to smack, smash his head in with a rock then? Was it Norman Osborn's Green Goblin that went to Hollywood? What the yeah, fuck? Yeah, is there more than one Goblin? You know what I mean? It's just, man, there's a lot to get my head around. I, I can't... Even when I saw... You know, we've seen Spider-Man. We've seen, you know... I consider myself quite a scientist. Yeah, <laughs> you know of course. I, mean? um, I can what How does it go? You know, I consider myself quite the scientist. <laughs> quite the scientist myself. <laughs> I think but it's I, something like that anyway. I don't know why. I mean, that's the question. It's the big question. It's like, what the fuck? Why have you done this? Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking And you crazy, know why. In the, in, the, in the back of your brain, you kind of know why. Because he just wants to fuck things up and he's chaos. Yeah. And he's it's, bitter and he's angry and he just wants to lash out. Quite, you know, I come down to... Business. Business, business. yes. Yeah. Hark got in the way of his business. But the guy went out to fuck someone up. Oh, yeah. And Pete don't even know who he is. He's like, oh, you're Harry Osborne, Dad? Okay. Yeah, he's like, you're Harry Osborne's father. Not even like, yo, Norman. You're like, who the fuck are you? He's just like, man. I mean, it kind of explains his fucking, his anger issues and that, because clearly... He's been plotting some revenge for a while. Yeah, he's insane. Like, proper insane. It's out those fucking steroids, man. Because you don't get that ripped sitting from behind the desk. But the best thing about it is, he's like, oh, I'm Norman Osborn. And Pete's just like, okay. <laughs> Who's that? <The> sound. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it a bit more but, scary, because it's like, it's like serial killer. It's like, this guy has no relation to me. But you know what it's like? Here's the thing, because Norman Osborn is like this entrepreneur very famous person in New York, right? That's like getting your fucking sh- your teeth kicked out of your mouth by fucking Richard Branson. Like that's that's what we're talking about here. Like literally, he unmasks himself and it's Richard Branson. Imagine that. Like just picture it, dude. Oh, I'm not happy. I'm I'm really happy with the comic, but it's just it's so disturbing. Yeah, it's it's a bit of a grim. It's, yeah, it's grim humours, and I must admit, I can already see there's slight bits throughout this artwork that I actually really enjoy. I really, really, really enjoy the way how uh, Ramitas has done stuff, even though you can clearly tell that he's trying to imitate Ditko's style. Yeah, because as we said before we we came on, like I think he just kind of did the Ditko bit for a while just to get to grips with it and he didn't mm. know if it was a full-time gig. So, but it's still, it's just so good. Oh yeah. It's yes. so good. So good. And mate, it ends on that note with the big reveal and we'll find out next time what goes on. And I'm not even sure all your questions will be answered. Oh man, that's, as far as I'm aware. That's awful. Um, There is a c- clear resolution to it. But it's just so fucking grim. The whole thing. If there's anything, if there's anything I know about comics, though, is that if there is one singular loose thread from many, many years ago, 
some new artist is going to come on board and go, I'm picking that thread. I'm, I'm going to reintroduce that thread. Even, even if it's like nine years down the line. Oh. Dude. Dude. Well, that's it. Man, I feel, I feel, I feel like proper deflated, man. Now. I've got to wait like a whole week for the next issue. You usually because, say this, don't you, actually? Oh, I do, but this one's different because Pete's in a tense situation. He's going like, fucked up. Oh, yeah. And don't forget, Goblin's one of my favourite characters. I mean... Knowing that he's Norman Osborn, it makes sense that he can fucking have the glider and the bombs and, you know, sweet Walkmans because he's got the money to do it. He's a true Pink Floyd man. He's like 50. Oh, you know, he's sitting down. He's got the record player on the go, the LPs, the candles, sitting back with... Don't forget, he was fucking fucking showing his gun last issue. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, fuck the grown man, come from our guns. (laughs) That's why he hates Harry, because Harry's always like poking his nose around. Ah, uh, yeah. Can't see me in these fucking girl. tights. Can't see me sweating in this lycra. Can't see him refueling up the fucking broomstick. <laughs> but no, that, Brad, it, it ends there. It's horrific. It, amazing, amazing, amazing comic book that is. Probably <laughs> not the best of all time, but fucking hell, that it's just the feelings that I made myself, the thoughts that come to my own head from that, you know, the, the hog tying on the lawn, getting dragged off, getting beaten, so helpless. It it was proper grim, proper grim. Yeah, when you when you really, that's the thing that I love about comics, as opposed to um, as opposed to like reading like a regular novel. Because if you just hang on the illustration just that little bit longer, just really absorb it and really see how like body position is the you know the body language and and the emotion in the face and just little things like you know you remember when i was talking to you about like the anger yeah. then regression panels like in those panels like you're you're clearly focusing on peter because there's like a big white spot behind him and you instantly draw into this face that you can see is just, like distraught and if you just hang on that panel for like a couple seconds longer you see goblin is just Pissing himself in the background. Just pissing himself laughing. And I just think that's like, imagine, imagine the most hopeless that you've ever felt in your life. Just imagine being that vulnerable. And you've got a guy who's kicking the shit out of you, just laughing a few inches away from your face. And as fuck like what you said there, though, it. because um, I've just been looking at the last, the second to last panel, the penultimate panel. Um, it's a green goblin lifting his mask. The yeah, eyes are just the, the madness in them. The ma- it swallows you. Yeah, they're, they're fixated at that. They're just fixated it's, on him. The entire thing it's... is horrific, Brad. Um, but again, that is, that is it. We are done with that. And do the. You know what? I wish I could do this, but I'm going to say this to our listeners now, right? I think one of the best things that you guys could probably do is subscribe to Comicsology or Marvel Unlimited or whatever, Marvel Unlimited, and start what start looking at these along with us if you can. You know, if 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 if, if you can find you that do, little bit of money, you need to do is find the panels. You don't even have to just find the yeah, panel well. because my god, that this one panel, of or the few panels in this say so much. You know what? You owe it to yourself. You do. You, 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 you. It's a treat. It's a treat to look at. My God, um, Brad, that that's the end, mate. Issue thirty nine. Um, it's a beefy issue that was. Yeah, there's a lot in it. I don't know if the next one's as beefy. I think it's a, a lot more streamlined because it kind of just goes through the motions a bit and resolves. It, it's all good. But it's 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 rounding it off though, isn't it? Which is to be expected. But that that is a good issue. That is fantastic. And uh, well, it's been a pleasure. As always, yeah. Um, yes. Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Um, you can find us at Spidey Podcast. Um, thanks for that's on Twitter. You can, well, thank you for um, joining in yeah, with thanks. our artwork. Yeah, and thanks for following all along uh, through this tale. And if you're new, I hope we explained it well. Um, you can always go back, but I hope this was a decent jumping on point. But yeah, we'll we'll carry on as we always do, and uh, I'm sure we'll still be around by the time you catch up. But uh, yeah, it's it's been a pleasure. If you liked it, leave a review or get in touch with us at Spider Podcast. Uh, reviews, reviews are what we feed off. They just 
build our ego even higher and we just live off them. So if you could leave a review, it always, always brings a smile to our faces and, you know, perks up our days. Yeah, it's, it's a pleasure being uh, involved with other Spider-Man podcasts, you know, and that you enjoy us as well. That's, that's uh, amazing. So thank you very much. And uh, I guess we'll see you next time uh, when when this re- resolves. So uh, thank you very much for listening and see you soon, guys. Goodbye. Okay, goodbye.